Coming up on today's edition of the Locked On Raiders podcast, I got to let you know why there hasn't been a Locked On Raiders podcast since last Monday. Plus, the Raiders coaching staff and front office continues to develop. And what I've learned from the Bengals as they were in the Super Bowl on Sunday, they lost, but they were there. Plus, your calls and texts, they'll close things out. It's all coming up on today's edition of the Locked On Raiders podcast for Monday, February 14th, 2022. Your Locked On Raiders. Your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Just win. Your win is a Raider. Pillaging just for fun. He'll knock you round and upside down and laugh when he's conquered and won. And welcome in, Raider Nation, to another edition of the Locked On Raiders podcast on this Monday, February 14th. If you look at the calendar, it's Valentine's Day. So happy Valentine's Day to all of Raider Nation, no matter how you celebrate today, if you celebrate today. I want to wish you and yours a happy Valentine's Day. And uh, thank you so much for making the Lockdown Raiders podcast your first listen each and every day. Remember, you can find the show free and available on all platforms. And today's episode in particular is being brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. And off top, Raider Nation, want to let you know why there has not been an edition of the show since last Monday. I actually drove from Las Vegas on Sunday evening. That was the sixth. Uh, drove to Los Angeles to cover the Super Bowl, Super Bowl 56 uh, for Radio Row. I was there Monday through Friday, drove back Friday evening, uh, got back to Las Vegas early Saturday morning, about four o'clock in the morning, Saturday morning. And so there was no podcast between Monday and today. And the reason for that is my equipment got stolen. My laptop got stolen, my headphones got stolen, and some other material that I needed to be able to put the podcast out was stolen from the LA Convention Center, which is unbelievable. It really is unbelievable. Uh, It's just something that doesn't happen. The convention center, no matter what city we're in, whenever we cover the Super Bowl on Radio Row, is always very super secure. And for some reason, I don't know what it was, but it was not this time. And some guy just walked right in, grabbed my bag, and kept it moving. And they did find him, to the police's credit. I got to give them a lot of credit. They found him a couple days later, but my stuff was long gone, so there was no way that I was able to put out a podcast. I hate that. I went all of 2021 without missing a day. If you don't believe me, go back and check it out. Did not miss one day. And even on holidays, still put out a show and unfortunately uh, missed a whole four or five days uh, last week due to not having the equipment. So that's unfortunate. I don't like that. That really starts to slow down momentum. I had some people questioning me on Twitter talking about, oh, your daily dedication is not there. That is not true. It was circumstances that were out of my control. So I apologize for not having a show, but we're back. We're ready to rock and roll. I'm replacing my equipment as we speak. So there's no worries. We're going to get the shows up each and every day. And I know it's the offseason now, but don't worry. We're going to get things cracking. So I appreciate your patience, Raider Nation, with that. And the beauty of doing a show on the daily is I don't have to do a lot of catch-up. You know, there's not a lot of news and notes that I got to get through because I could do it on the daily. Well, since I missed a whole week, there's a lot that I have to catch up on. Of course, we're coming off the heels of Super Bowl 56. The Rams are now the champions. They beat the, the Bengals 23-20, to and the season officially comes to a close. Next three Super Bowls that are already lined up, February 12, 2023, will be in Glendale, Arizona. That's Super Bowl 57. Super Bowl 58 will be in my backyard, 2024, Allegiant Stadium here in Las Vegas. And then 2025, the Caesars Superdome in New Orleans, one of my favorite places to go for the Super Bowl. So those are the next three locations, Arizona, Las Vegas, and New Orleans. Now, as far as some of the news that I didn't get caught up on throughout the course of last week, Cliff Branch is now officially in the Hall of Fame, something we talked about quite a bit here on the podcast. Something John McClain from the Houston Chronicle, who's one of the Hall of Fame voters, has basically let me know since he was a senior contributor 
contributor. All the voters do is rubber stamp it. So good to know that uh, Cliff Branch, his family, will be able to celebrate him going into the Hall of Fame. And that's going to be two years in a row that Raider Nation will be able to celebrate the silver and black in Canton, Ohio. Of course, uh, in 2021, it was Tom Flores and Charles Woodson. This year, it's going to be Cliff Branch. And then, of course, Richard Seymour as well, who... We all know him as a Patriot, but he did spend a little bit of time with the Raiders, even made a Pro Bowl as a member of the Raiders. So uh, Richard Seymour and Cliff Branch both going into the Hall of Fame. But, of course, what we really care about the most is Cliff Branch finally, finally getting into the Hall of Fame after guys like Drew Pearson, guys like Lynn Swan. I mean, guys like that, uh, Harold Carmichael, all made the Hall of Fame. It was finally Cliff Branch's opportunity to make it, and he finally did. So this year in Canton, Ohio, uh, the family of Cliff Branch will be able to celebrate him officially going into the Hall of Fame. Also, the Raiders have been very busy when it comes to coaching staff and front office additions. We all know that Josh McDaniels is the head coach, but there's been other additions. The offensive coordinator is now Mick Lombardi. He comes over from the Patriots. He was the wide receivers coach. Now he's the OC. Defensive coordinator, I talked about him last Monday. Patrick Graham comes over from the Giants. He spent some time with the Patriots as well. Special teams coordinator, Tom McMahon. He comes over from the Broncos. The quarterback coach, Bo Hardegree. He comes over from the Patriots as well. Wide receiver coach, Edgar Bennett. He was a guy that was already on the Raiders staff. He's sticking with the team, which is a big deal. Offensive line coach is Carmen Brasillo. He comes over from the Patriots. Defensive back coach is Chris Ash. He comes over from the Jaguars. And before that, he was uh, in college with UT. He was also the head coach of Rutgers. And the defensive passing game coordinator and secondary coach, Jason Simmons, comes over from the Carolina Panthers. And then also announced on Sunday, right before the Super Bowl, defensive assistant Rob Ryan comes over from the Ravens. But we all know Rob Ryan and his long hair from his time as a defensive coordinator with the silver and black. So Rob Ryan is back. So that's the coaching staff as far as we know it as of today. As far as the front office goes, we all know Dave Ziegler. He's a GM. He came over from the Patriots. Champ Kelly is assistant GM. He comes over from the Bears. And then it was announced about Andy Dangler. He's going to work in the college scouting department. Matter of fact, Ian Rappaport from NFL Network put out a tweet saying the Raiders are hiring longtime NFL scout Andy Dangler to add to their college scouting department in an over-the-top role under GM Dave Ziegler. He recently spent time for the Senior Bowl as well as nearly a decade with the Jacksonville Jaguars. And it's funny because a lot of Raider Nation saw that over-the-top role and wondered what in the hell is the over-the-top role. And I'm not going to even lie to you. I don't know what that means, but I feel like that that's just a deep dive into to the draft. And we all know from a long history of missing in the draft, the Raiders need to start hitting uh, as far as their draft picks go. So I think that this guy is going to be somebody who's really going to focus in on the college game and the scouting for the draft. So hopefully we'll start to see a turnaround in what the Raiders do when they start selecting their players in the NFL draft because they could have a very deep cupboard as far as talent goes, but they just missed out on way too many picks. So Andy Dangler is added to the scouting department to help the Raiders improve in their draft. And my final little nugget for you for segment number one of today's Locked On Raiders podcast has to do with the late, great John Madden. He's having his memorial service at the Coliseum this evening. It's going to be fantastic. I'm very excited about it. 5.30 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, it kicks off. I believe you can view it on NFL Network, but there's going to be so many speakers there that you're not going to want to miss out on. Steve Mariucci, a former head football coach, and of course he's on the NFL Network now. He's going to be talking. Art Shell a former Raider player and Hall of Famer and coach. He's going to be there. Leslie Visser, she does a fantastic job as a broadcaster. She's going to be there. Matt Millen, former Oakland Raider linebacker. Of course, he was the GM there in Detroit. And, of course, he does the broadcast as well. He's going to be speaking. How about this? Ron Rivera, head football coach of the Washington football team. I'm not ready to say commanders yet. I still call him the Washington football team. He's going to be speaking. Stan Bunger, former KCBS radio news anchor. He's going to be speaking. 
head football coach Andy Reid of the Kansas City Chiefs. He'll be talking. And then the son of John and Virginia Madden, Mike Madden, will also be talking. Then, of course, on top of that, there's going to be video tributes and musical performances. And if you're trying to go, you can. If you're in the Oakland Bay area and you want to go, the tickets for the memorial still can be purchased on Ticketmaster and all proceeds will go to the Madden Charities for the benefit of the John Madden Foundation to provide educational opportunities for the youth of Oakland. Again, all that kicks off at 5.30 this evening at the Oakland Coliseum. Very excited about that. Of course, Oakland was a place that John Madden uh, was very near and dear to his heart, and so it's only right that that memorial service is happening in the city of Oakland. Coming up next, what did I learn from Super Bowl 56? What did I learn from the Cincinnati Bengals in particular? We'll find out after I tell you about Built Bar. And Built Bar is something I've been telling you about for a very long time. And I know by now, a lot of people have already just given up on their New Year's resolutions, right? Oh, yeah, I'm going to eat healthy. No, I'm not. Well, look, with Built Bar, it makes it really easy for you to stick to your New Year's resolutions because it's such a great tasting protein bar. You could have been watching that Super Bowl on Sunday and said, man, I need to go ahead and take a halftime break, especially after the halftime show, and go ahead and get a snack. Well, you could have easily done that with a Built Bar because it tastes great, but it's also very good for you. You could pass it out at your Super Bowl party or any party that you have. Whenever you have people come over to the house, it's all good. Just have you a couple Built Bars, hand them out to them. They'll be eating a really good tasting protein bar and they'll be having something that's good for them at the same time. But if you go to the website and check it out today, you'll see all the flavors that they have to choose from, including white chocolate, cookies and cream, coconut marshmallow, raspberry, double chocolate, cookies and cream, cherry barcia. They have so many different flavors to choose from. It's like, check this out, cookies and cream and then white chocolate cookies and cream. They have all kinds of different varieties. You just got to check them out today. Again, built.com, promo code LOCK15 is going to help you save money when you go to check out. And you're going to also, on top of that, get a great tasting protein bar. It's really good for you, and it tastes fantastic. Built.com, promo code LOCK15. Your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Raider Nation, there we go. Segment number two of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. Time for me to get into what I learned from Super Bowl 56, what I learned in particular about the Cincinnati Bengals and from the Cincinnati Bengals. And before I even really get into it, I want to give you the updated odds because, of course, as soon as the Super Bowl gets wrapped up, the odds for the next Super Bowl are already out there. Who has a good chance of winning? Who has a good chance of going to the Super Bowl? And who doesn't? And right now, according to the folks in the desert, the, the, the odds makers, you know, the smart guys, the wise guys, they have the Raiders at plus 5,000 right now to win the Super Bowl in 2022 or 2022-2023 season. That's the same as the Dolphins, the Washington football team, the Falcons, and the Panthers. And I'm sorry, I'll tell you right now that the Raiders are better than all those teams. And I include the Dolphins as as the Raiders being better than the Dolphins because you have no idea what they're going to do with that team. You have no idea what Tua Tagovailoa is going to do as a quarterback. So I think the Raiders are in in a class higher than the Dolphins, the Washington football team, the Falcons, or the Panthers. That's just me. But remember, the guys in the desert, the wise guys, they also said that the Raiders were only going to win six and a half games in 2021, and they went on to win 10 and made a playoff berth and really could have beat the team that represented the AFC in the Super Bowl in the Cincinnati Bengals. So as far as uh, the wise guys have to say, uh, the only teams that are worse than the Raiders as far as odds of winning the Super Bowl next year, the Bears and Giants at plus 6,600, the Jaguars at plus 10,000, and the Lions, Texans, and Jets 
at plus 15,000. So there's not a lot of teams that are worse than the Raiders, according to the wise guys. But again, they're not the guys that go get it done on the field. The team is. So uh, just kind of want to give you the updated odds as of right now. That's before free agency. That's before the draft. That's before anything gets cooking. Of course, those numbers are going to change. But as of right now, that's where they stand. Now, segueing into what I learned from the Super Bowl and what I learned from the Bengals is the fact that you just don't know. These guys, these wise guys are, are saying how much better uh, a lot of these teams are than the Raiders. But look what Cincinnati did. Think about this. The Bengals have kind of a trajectory similar to what the Raiders did. Going back to 2015, they were 12-4. and four. Remember, that's what the Raiders were in 2016 with the last time they made the playoffs before this past season. Then 2016, they took a step back. 6-9-1. and one. Remember, this is all under Marvin Lewis. 2017, 7-9. 2018, 6-10. So they're taking major steps back. So they go and have a really good season. Then 2015, they go 12-4. and four. Then all of a sudden, they have a bunch of bad seasons. Sound familiar? Sounds just like the Raiders, right? Then they go and hire Zach Taylor. In 2019, he goes 2-14, and 14, and everyone says he's the worst head coach ever. You know, I even question him, like, what is this Zach Taylor guy going to do? He is 2-14 and 14 with this awful team. You know, then they go and draft Joe Burrow. 2020, 4-11-1. And you're still wondering, like, is this guy the guy? Is he Could he really be the dude or not? And to Cincinnati's credit, they stuck with him. So many teams would have bailed on him and said, he's not the right guy. Got the quarterback, don't have the right head coach. Go ahead and, and, and get rid of him. And look, there's still Bengal fans that I talk to. I see a lot of Bengal fans on Twitter. Seen a lot of guys that cover the Bengals. Still questioning Zach Taylor if he's the right guy. But it doesn't matter because in 2021, they go 10-7. and seven, Same record as the Silver and Black. And they have a Super Bowl berth again under Zach Taylor. And again, I say that both times that the Raiders played the Cincinnati Bengals in 2021, they could have beat them. I know in the regular season, it ended up looking like a blowout at the end of the game, but that's just because the Raiders made a couple turnovers and the wheels fell off. And so it it all of a sudden looked like it was just a, a blowout, but it really wasn't. Cincinnati didn't take control of that game till late. And then in the playoffs, we all know it came down to a couple plays at the end. The Raiders could have easily went and tied them or tied the game, sent it to overtime, and even won that game. But yet, here we go. Cincinnati is representing the AFC in the Super Bowl. So what I'm telling you, a lot of Raider Nation is worried. A lot of Raider Nation is concerned because the Raiders make the playoffs. They get rid of uh, Rich Basaccia. He, he moves on. He's in Green Bay now as a special teams coach, and everyone thinks it's going to be a rebuild. Oh, man, the Raiders are going to tear it all down, and then they're going to have to try to restart. But it's not necessarily what you have to do. You have a team already in place, and I've mentioned this so many times. This is not a rebuild, in my opinion. Mark Davis has said this is not a, a rebuild. He believes it's a reload. And if you already have the the pieces in place, you can go ahead and go on a run. I think that the Raiders have more talent, I really do, than the Bengals had going into this season. You know, and, and look at the offensive line. They, they let Joe Burrow get destroyed. I wouldn't be surprised if we found out later on today that Joe Burrow has a torn ACL. I mean, it looked like from a guy who's torn, torn both of his ACLs, it looked like he had real bad knee damage uh, at the end of that game on, uh, on Sunday. And I would not be shocked at all. I'm, I'm not wishing that on anybody, but I wouldn't be shocked if we find out he has a torn ACL or uh, a, a really severely sprained MCL. He's got something real major going on with that knee. And we'll, we'll up, get the update later on today. But I'll tell you, with the pieces that the Raiders have in place, if Josh McDaniels is worth the salt, and I do believe he is, he should be able to get things cooking in the right direction. I mean, really, you're talking about a team that won 10 games 
in 2021 and made the playoffs. Now, I know that the way that they won the 10 games, they had to go on a four-game winning streak at the end of the season, and they had to also have six walk-off wins. I mean, there was games that came down to the, to the final stretch, you know, and they were able to find ways to win where they shouldn't have to do that every single time. But if Josh McDaniels could get that offense cooking and really get them cooking in particular in the red zone, they're going to score a lot more points than they did in 2021, which is going to lead to them winning a lot more games. Based off what the Cincinnati Bengals were able to do, I mean, think about this. A couple seasons ago, they had two wins. Now they just played in the Super Bowl. Again, they lost, but they were just there in the Super Bowl with a chance to win at the end. I mean, they only lost by three. They, they very well represented for themselves. I mean, they hadn't won a playoff game in how many years? 30-plus years before they beat the Raiders in the Super Wild Card round? Then they go on the road and beat Tennessee, and they go on the road and beat Kansas City. They show that it could be done. And I know that, you know, I don't want to blow smoke up your backside. I'm not trying to tell you that the Raiders are going to host the Super Bowl in Super Bowl 58. I'm not going to tell you they're going to be in Super Bowl in uh, Super Bowl 57 in Arizona. I'm not telling you any of that. But I am telling you that it's possible. I am telling you that with the nucleus they have and the leadership that they have at the quarterback position I don't think Derek Carr is going anywhere matter of fact I expect him to get a two to three year contract extension coming up sooner rather than later give him some guaranteed money there's no way he's playing for 19 million dollars in 2022 with no guaranteed money it's just not going to happen I've said that many times but as long as you got the trigger man you got a guy that can get it done and you got an offensive line if they address that offensive line and bring in another weapon this team could be dangerous. And honestly, I believe the biggest question for me is going to be, what does the defense look like? Patrick Graham comes in as the defensive coordinator for the Giants. I like him a lot. I think he brings a lot of juice to the table. But I just want to see how it's going to be all put together. You know, how is the gumbo made? How are the, the, the pieces put in there? What players do they add to the mix? Because every player that you see on the roster right now is not going to be there for Patrick Graham in 2022. Some by way of, you know, free agency are going to go somewhere else. Like a Casey Hayward wouldn't be shocked to see him go somewhere else. And some guys just won't fit into what the Raiders want to do. So you're going to see some turnover there, but just want to see how it's all put together. If you improve that offense, you know, make them more efficient on third downs and in the, in the red zone, and you still have a defense that's worth half assault, if they're as good as they were in 2021, a complimentary defense, they don't have to be lights out. They don't have to be great. Just have to be complimentary and probably a little bit better in the red zone, which is something that Patrick Graham's defensive units have been doing in New York with the Giants then I think that the Raiders have a great chance of making the playoffs. And the bottom line is, your biggest goal, if you're the Raiders or any other team in the league, you just want to make the playoffs. Once you get to the playoffs, the Cincinnati Bengals have shown anything is possible. You saw all the teams that were in the dance in 2021 that finished up this season. You see they all had an opportunity to make a run. Now, of course, they didn't. It was only Cincinnati and the Rams that represented, but there was a lot of teams that could have gone a lot of different ways. The Packers at one point were the odds-off favorite. Like, oh, man, they're going to definitely be represented in L.A., didn't happen. 49ers upset them. You know, a lot of people thought Tennessee, they're going to be representing in L.A. Didn't happen. Cincinnati upset them. Kansas City is going to be representing. Didn't happen. Cincinnati upset them. Bottom line is if you can get to the playoffs, anything is possible. And Cincinnati showed that you can go from being a two-win team to a Super Bowl contender in a couple of seasons. So why can't the Raiders go from being a 10-win playoff team to taking that next step as early as this upcoming season? I mean, why, why can't they? They can. And again, I'm not trying to I'm not trying to sell you on something that's not there. I'm not saying that they're going to go do that. I'm just saying the possibility is there and Cincinnati proved that you can do it. If you get the right guys, the right nucleus of guys in there, they all play for a, a common goal and they're all on the same page. Good things could happen. Uh, I was impressed by the Cincinnati Bengals defense, how they were able to keep themselves in games when their offense wasn't clicking. And that's exactly what the Raiders defense did in 2021. 
kept them around, allowed them to hang around games when their offense wasn't clicking, and then their offense found ways to win, and Daniel Carlson uh, made five field goals to walk it off in 2021. That is something that the Raiders could do in 2022 and find themselves in really good position in the playoffs. They just got to go out there and make it work. That's up to Dave Ziegler, the GM, Josh McDaniels, the head coach, Patrick Graham, the defensive coordinator, and everyone else that's along that front office and the coaching staff for the Silver and Black. So, uh, Raider Nation, don't feel like uh, you're out of the mix. I don't care what the guys in the desert say. Plus 5,000? Uh, the Raiders could end up being a, a strong representative in the AFC, no doubt about it. They just got to build off what they were able to do in 2021. Coming up in segment number three, I got your calls and texts straight off that Lockdown Raider podcast voicemail line, 707-654-4693. Before I get to any of that, though, I do want to tell you about the title sponsor, betonline.net. And football season may be over, but basketball's in full steam, pro and college. You can get all the latest odds, totals, player performance props to where the next fire coach is going to land. BetOnline.net is the number one spot for all your sport betting needs. They remain the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And believe me, it's not just basketball. BetOnline.net has got you covered for hockey, boxing, UFC, uh, odds right down to the Olympic coverage and information. Go to the website today, use your mobile device or your laptop, and uh, check out the trends and action. BetOnline, that's where the game starts. Your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Here we go, Raider Nation, segment number three of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. Your calls and texts straight off that Locked On Raider podcast voicemail line, 707-654-4693. Got a lot to get to. Let's start off with Totastic Raider. He's calling to talk about the Raiders' way. Here he is, Totastic Raider. Yo, Totastic here. Just want to speak two seconds on about Raider way. What is the Raider way? Commitment to excellence. Just win. Not just just win. Al Davis said, you start by getting the best coaches. What are we doing? We're getting the best coaches. Then what you do? You get the best players. Then what, what else did he say? Just win, baby. Raiders! There he goes. That's Totastic Raider right there. And good call, my man. And that's the thing. It really doesn't matter where the coaches come from. It doesn't matter where the front office guys come from. All that matters is they find a way to get it done. Get the best guys into position. Get the best draft picks. Get the best free agents. And get everything together and find a way to help the team win games. It's all about just win, baby. And it's so funny. I've heard so many people talk about this isn't the Raiders' way. Why would you go do this? Why would you go do that? Why would you do the other? Look, the Raiders' way hasn't won in a very long time. So I'm okay with them going outside of the organization, looking at different directions, bringing in different guys that they feel comfortable with, and giving that a shot. Now, is it guaranteed to win? No. Is it guaranteed to bring home a Lombardi? No. But it's something different. And we all know that at least trying something different is okay. If you continue to do the same thing and expect different results, well, we all know that's the definition of insanity. So I'm so glad that Mark Davis decided to go in a different direction. And I'm excited. I really am pumped up to see what's going to happen with this new regime, both front office and the coaching staff. So thank you so much for that call. I do appreciate you. Next up, I got a text from Native Raider from the 619. He says, Q, Native Raider from the 619. I just finished watching a clip from the 30 for 30 tuck rule and I'm fuming. We always get the short end of the stick. It happened to us with the Immaculate Reception, the Tuck Rule, and the Phantom Whistle. 
But on a different note, what do you think about the 2003 Super Bowl? Do you believe that Bill Callahan sabotaged the game so that Gruden and the Bucks could win? I believe in karma, and if you cheat or lie, no matter what, the truth always comes to the light, like what's happening right now with the Tuck rule. They're finally saying the truth. I believe that what happened to Chucky, in a way, was karma. The Bucks removed John Gruden from the Buccaneers' ring of honor because of the emails. But what if that was karma's way of removing Gruden from the ring of honor because he didn't earn it? Instead, Bill Callahan cheated for him to win. That's from Native Raider from the 619. Thank you for the text, my man. I do appreciate it. And I'll say this. I'm not a Bill Callahan guy. Never have been. Uh, of course, I didn't like what he did as far as not having a different game plan than what John Gruden left him. But I don't think in any way that he intentionally sabotaged the Super Bowl. I just don't. I don't think any coach would ever want to do that. I think every coach, I think every player wants to win the Super Bowl. That's the ultimate prize in the NFL is winning the Super Bowl. And I don't think that Bill Callahan sabotaged it. What I do think is Bill Callahan thought there was no way the Raiders were going to face John Gruden in Tampa Bay in the Super Bowl. And he was just very naive and didn't change any kind of play calling up and just stuck with what John Gruden had in place. And that's because he's not a head coach. He's an offensive line coach, and that's who he should always be. And he's really good at being an offensive line coach, but he's not a good head coach. A good head coach would have made sure that they switched things up, you know, because John Gruden knew everything that was coming before it ever happened, and so did the Tampa Bay defense. So, no, I don't think he intentionally sabotaged them. I just think that he was naive and didn't think there was any chance that the, the Raiders are going to face Tampa Bay. I'll tell you, uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, they played Philadelphia in, in the championship game to go to the Super Bowl, for the right to go to the Super Bowl. And, man, I was cheering on the Eagles so hard. I wanted Philly to win because if Philly won that game, I do believe that they go to the Super Bowl and the Raiders blow them out. I think the Raiders beat the brakes off of Philadelphia. But because Tampa Bay had that defense and uh, they were able to slow down Philadelphia and stop them and ultimately punch their ticket to the Super Bowl, I didn't feel good the whole couple weeks leading up to the game because I just knew – I felt like there was no chance the Raiders were going to win that game because of John Gruden. And I didn't even realize that Bill Callahan didn't change the, change the play calling up. I just didn't feel strong that, hey, the Raiders are going to go up against their former coach, and he knows everything that they like to do, and they're going to win the game. I just didn't feel it. And, well, we all know they didn't win the game. But, no, as far as intentionally sabotaging it, no. Um, but he did sabotage it as far as just being naive and didn't think that he had to switch anything up. So thank you so much for that text. I appreciate it, my man. Next up, got a call from Raider Tony. He's calling to talk about my stuff getting stolen and also a question about social media. Here he is, Raider Tony. Hey, what's up, Q? It's your boy, Raider Tony. from out here in L.A., California. Yo, I just seen uh, Raider Al post on our Facebook Locked on Raider Nation group fan page. That they, show, they stole your stuff, man. Man, what's going on, bro? L.A., how are we going to do my boy like this? I can be taking my boy stuff like that. Yo, Q, but a quick question. Can you make a Facebook, please? Because um, some of us ain't got the Twitter, Instagram, and uh, I ain't really trying to have a Twitter I'd rather stick to just my Facebook. If you could make a Facebook and, you know, give us your Facebook fans a little update, too. That would be lovely, my brother. I'd find out through Raider Al that your stuff has stolen. I was looking on the podcast, like, hey, where's the new episode at? But either way, if you do make a podcast this week, let us know where you're going to be at. Maybe I can see you, man. Meet you one time. All right, man. Enjoy your week out here in L.A. It's sunny this week. Enjoy the weather. Blessings, my brother. Raider Nation. With Tony, a.k.a. King Raider, out.
There he goes. Raider Tony, thank you so much for the call. And yeah, my man, my stuff was stolen on Monday afternoon or actually evening from the L.A. Convention Center. Uh, it sucks, but that's how it goes. It, it was all my parts that I needed to be able to put on the podcast uh, throughout the course of the week when I was on the road. And unfortunately, that wasn't able to happen. Uh, I'm putting the pieces back together now, so we're ready to get back on the grind. And unfortunately, I mean, that's the first of four days or a few days that I, I've missed in a very long time. I went all of 2021 without missing any day. So I was very proud of that. I wanted to keep that rolling, but it just wasn't meant to be. Uh, as far as Facebook, I mean, I've got a page. I just don't use it. I don't check in on it at all. Uh, Twitter is enough for me to keep up with. Uh, but, you know, you could always look me up on Facebook. Again, I just, I'm just not a guy who is very active on it. So that's why uh, I know that the Locked On uh, Raiders podcast on Facebook, I know that's active, but I don't, I don't really ever get involved in that either. I know Raider Al and many others are on that one, but I, I just don't. But, uh, yeah, you, know, you can check me out on Facebook. Just don't think that I'm going to be very active. It's Keont Myers, Q-I-A-N-T Myers. Uh, but be careful. My son's on there as well. And well, that's his name too. <laughs> so that's all I got for you. So thank you, Raider Tony. I do appreciate you. Thanks for checking in on me. Uh, next up, I got a text from Rockford Raider. He says, Hey Q, it's Rockford Raider here. All the talk about the new IR has me getting excited in a slightly different direction. Most of the focus is on the field product, which is important. Of course, what I'm excited about is the franchise itself. What's the common theme. All the consistently good teams have in common. Their coordinators are interviewed and hired for head coaching spots. When was the last time a Raiders coordinator was sought after? I believe the commitment to excellence has been limited to the field for the last 20 years or longer, and now I see Mr. Davis trying to build the actual franchise in that mold again. I'm excited because if this works out, that will mean years of consistency, good on-field product. Maybe a segment idea. Let me know what your thoughts are, Q. Have fun at the Super Bowl. Raider Nation for life. Again, that's from Rockford Raider. And, yeah, I'll tell you, man, that is a, uh, that is a good thing, and that's a good point. How often are Raiders assistants uh, interviewed for head coaching positions somewhere else? Not very often. I know Rich Versace interviewed with the Jaguars, and I actually thought he had a good chance of getting that job. But outside of that, what else was he uh, interviewed for? Special teams coach. Gus Bradley, he was interviewed. What did he get interviewed for? Defensive coordinator. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that's, that's what it is. And that's more times than not. Most of the time, Raiders coaches don't get hired or don't get interviewed for head coaching positions. Edgar Bennett, he was interviewed by, what, the Buffalo Bills to be the offensive coordinator. Instead, he stuck with the Raiders and stuck as their wide receivers coach. He was good at that because, hey, why, why make that move uh, and, and leave a place that he's comfortable with? So, uh, yeah, and, and the way that they're building this thing up, I'll tell you right now, Champ Kelly, that's a name to remember. He's an assistant GM right now with the Raiders. He will be a GM somewhere in the league at some point. I promise you that. He will. Patrick Graham, he very easily could end up being a head coach somewhere. He's the defensive coordinator for the Raiders. There's guys that other teams are going to desire, and the Raiders have them right now. So that's a great point that you bring up. Thank you so much, Rockford Raider, for that. Next up, got a call from Raider Beck in Concord. He's calling to talk about the hiring of defensive coordinator Patrick Graham. Here he is, Raider Beck in Concord, Cali. Hey, Q. It's Raider Beck here in Concord. Hey, uh, yeah, definitely like the Patrick Graham hire. Um one thing you didn't mention is they beat us. They beat us. And I don't know about you, but I would say the most frustrating game of 2021 was probably that Giants game where we just kept getting in near the red zone and we could not close. In fact, I think he might even written up the blueprint about how to stop us in the red zone because after that, our scoring just dropped. Um so, yeah, I'm happy about this hire, uh, and, uh, yeah, hopefully uh, the players respond to him and, you know, we pick up where we left off. And so, anyways, man, hope you're doing well. 
Thanks. There he goes. Raider Beck out of Conquer, California. Thank you so much for the call. And yeah, I like the hire as well, man. His defense is really good in the red zone, stopping opposing teams from scoring touchdowns, you know, making them settle for field goals. That's huge. If the Raiders defense could start doing more of that, I mean, the 2021 defense under Gus Bradley was good. It held teams, uh, you know, close. It kept them close where the Raiders could come back and win games. But they weren't very good in the red zone. They gave up a lot of touchdowns. If this defense moving forward can keep them, uh, the opposing teams, out of the end zone, a lot more than Gus Bradley's defenses did, then, oh, man, the Raiders are winning a lot of games. And they won 10 in 2021. So can you imagine if they held, you know, teams to, you know, negative four one more time a game? You know, just take one one touchdown away and make it a field goal. In a lot of the games that they lost, they're winning those games. It's simple as that. So I'm, I'm excited about the hire of Patrick Graham. I, I want to see how that defense comes together. I'm really interested on that. So thank you for that call. I do appreciate you. We'll close things out with a text from Cucamonga Raider. It says, Q, just caught the 30 for 30 and painfully finished it. I love how they played it out had it been ruled a fumble. Not going to lie, I choked up seeing that. Forgive me for this, but until this day, I believe the NFL needed the Patriots to win because of the events of 9-11. I know it's a stretch, and yes, I'm going there because it's something the NFL would do to make money if given the opportunity. The NFL made the call down in the field during the review. It was a story that America needed at the time. Thank you so much. That's from Cucamonga Raider. And you know what? It's funny that you say that because I believe that for so many years. I told anyone who would listen the same exact thing, that I always felt that the, the Raiders didn't have a chance in that because of 9-11. And the Yankees, they won, right, against the A's. Remember when the Yankees made that comeback against the A's? Uh, that was the same year. I mean, it was just I, I do believe that that had a, played a role in it. I, I'm not going to lie. Uh, what was more patriotic, the Patriots winning or the Raiders winning? You know what I mean? So I think that that played a factor. I do. And I know it's going to sound silly, just like you said, but uh, that's something that I always believed. I've said it to anyone who will listen, so I might as well go ahead and stick with it, right? So don't, don't, uh, don't think that you're crazy for saying that because you're not the only one who actually believes that. And you know what's funny or not? I'm so excited to watch the 30 for 30, uh, the tuck rule, but I didn't get a chance to see it yet. I have not watched it yet on uh, Sunday when it came out. That was the day of the Pro Bowl. I actually left and I was on my way to L.A. I drove to L.A. Uh, to go cover the Super Bowl for Radio Row all week long, so I didn't get a chance to see it. In the Airbnb, we didn't have TV, so it wasn't like I was up there watching it or anything like that, and I haven't yet had a chance to watch it, so... I'm excited to finally get an opportunity to check it out. I will sometime this week, and when I do, I'll definitely bring it to the table. But uh, thank you for that text, my man. I do appreciate you, and I appreciate all the calls and texts that uh, that came through. And thank you for your patience as well, as I wasn't able to do shows the majority of last week due to my stuff getting stolen there in L.A. So uh, coming up on tomorrow's show, we'll have more calls and texts. we have that Locked On Raider podcast voicemail line. Of course, we'll have more news and notes of the day. And today I talked about what I learned from the Cincinnati Bank. Bengals. Well, what did I learn from the LA Rams? I'll, I'll tell you about that coming up on Tuesday's show. Thank you so much for making the Lockdown Raiders podcast your first listen each and every day. Remember, you can find the show free and available on all platforms. And Raider Nation, uh, we'll be back tomorrow. Take care of your family. Love on your family. We're officially in the offseason. As always, just win, baby.